Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. This week's sponsor is Thrasher Coffee. Check out the fresh coffee roast at thrashercoffee.com and use the coupon code TOPBREW to save 25% on your first purchase. I am Joe Darnell, and with me is the craft coffee roaster, the artisanal man himself, Mr. Eric Rauch. Good morning. How are you doing? Uh, would you rather I said artisanal? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't prefer you to say artisanal at I all. I love it whenever Bugs Bunny would mispronunciate something in the Looney Tunes cartoons. Uh, you know, it's what a maroon. Yes, it's, it sounds like something in his vocabulary yeah, that yeah, they never got to. Yeah, let's stick with either craft or artisanal. <laughs> Neither of them. Do you do you think that that falls into like the hister vocabulary? Uh, is is that something we we avoid on our show? What the the, the you know the words you said you uh, you avoid them. You said you, you're not crazy about, you know, there's other word terminology too. Like there's micro lots and small batch and. Oh, well, the, but those actually describe. Something concerning the roaster. Well, yeah. Micro lots are, are, are concerning the bean itself. You know, how it was, how it was grown, how it was harvested. Um, and the, uh, what was the other one? Small batch. Micro lots. Yeah. And small, yeah, there's small batch. And I've also seen small, small lot. Small batch is a little bit, uh. Uh, arbitrary um one one guy's small batch is an, another guy's large batch um <laughs> it, it's all it's all based on on the on on your capacity to roast i mean if you're if you're a roaster that puts out um 10,000 pounds of coffee a day a, a 50 pound batch is a small is a small batch roast right well right well, exactly. that's you know i i don't put out nearly the, the size of 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 that on a daily basis i'm lucky to get out 100 pounds a day if i can what has been your top day? You've you've probably topped a hundred, right? You know, I, I'd, I'd have to go back and look. I haven't, I haven't. I mean, I keep track of it, but I don't, I don't, I don't keep mental track of it. Right. But but I would I would say it is. It, it's probably been about, been about one hundred twenty five pounds. It's pretty good considering that your roaster is a, a very simple machine that it's, it puts out. What is it like six pounds per yeah, twenty minutes? Yeah, I, I do. I I found that it that it it works best with about four and a half to five pounds of green beans. So I mean, I I can do more and I can do less. But I find it to be at its at its peak of efficiency, right in around the the four to five pound batch. It's it's kind of like a popcorn maker in that regard. You just got to find the right sweet spot for how much you measure in the kernels to to make a good you know amount of popcorn at a time. I've found that to be the case in my popcorn air popcorn maker. Yeah, and 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 it matters what kind of popcorn you're putting into it. Now, now your your roasting machine actually does inject like airflow through it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Or using some fans and stuff, right. so that it's yeah, interesting. It's, so it's not like there isn't a drum that's rotating like there is no, in some machines. Yeah, it's a fluid bed roaster, not a not a drum roaster. But but we're getting to move. We're getting ready to move into a drum. So so that'll be really? a, that we will be able to do both. That will give me the capacity to say that 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 I am typical. I, I am small batch roasting because because we'll have a larger batch we'll have a, a 20 to 25 pound batch that we're that we're able to do with the with the uh, with the with the drum roaster but then with the with the fluid bed roaster it's a it's a much much smaller small batch we'll be able to do both large batch and small batch even though our large batch is is still going to be considered very small batch on the on the scale of big time roasters interesting you're gonna have to talk about that more in a future episode i'd love for you to break down the pros and cons of the different machines. It sounds like a, yeah, sure. a good topic for discussion. And I think that some of our listeners are other craft roasters, and I'm sure that not all of them have the exact same machines and experience that you've had. Even just like, you know, the differences in climate and weather, mm-hmm. like we're going through a lot of humidity and in the heat wave in this Georgia summer. And I imagine that people in drier climates have a much different experience with something like 
the air, the airflow based, you know, craft coffee roasting machines, I, I would imagine. Yeah. Your environment's always going to have, going to have an effect on, on your, on your roasting, just like it's going to have an effect on, on, on what temperature water boils, you know, whether you're, whether you're at sea level or, or, or whether you're in Denver or, you know, what, whatever altitude you're at, you know, water, water boils at, 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 at different temperatures. It's, 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 it's the same way with coffee because where you're storing it, if, if it's not in a climate controlled area and, and, and it is humid outside, it, it's going to, there's going to be more, more humidity in, in the actual bean. So you're, you would want to roast it just a little bit longer during the drying process to get that, to make sure that, 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 that water's out before you move into, into the next stage, which is the development stage of, you know, 300 degrees on up. Um, of of really taking the bean and 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 developing it and trying to pull the flavors out that you want to. Interesting. Well, I want to get to our outline today, Eric. So uh, let's see here. We had a couple of things. Uh, one thing was in follow up. Well, I, we should definitely further the conversation about the roasters. I just uh, it was not in the outline. I, I was off script, Joe. I apologize. That's good. It. I got you off script, which is good. <laughs> We had a little bit of follow-up. Uh, listener Jackson on Twitter, he said that he and his friend Reed were marathoning the show while on a long car ride. And we really appreciate the kind words. Um, you know, the top route, uh, see, we had, this is episode 26, so that's uh, 13 hours of great listening. Yeah, a marathon is, is something I think about when just trying to get through it. <laughs> so I, I I hope they're meaning marathon in the good sense is that that they they enjoyed not not something they were doing out of duty but but uh, that they were actually listening because they wanted to rather than well we gotta get through this. <laughs> Either way, thanks guys. You know you have a point there. Some of the marathons I have are kind of like that. I hadn't ex- really broken down the experience, but sometimes it is. I don't yeah I don't think marathon is being a positive word. It's it's <laughs> something that that well you started you may as well finish. Mm, well, now I feel bad, but I'm not a runner either. So I, I, it, it just sounds like, like supreme, like the supreme awful experience to me running a marathon. <laughs> I love those. Do you ever see those, those bumper stickers that people have on their car that say 0.0? No. Oh yeah. They're, they're hilarious. Well, you know how people that have run a half marathon or a marathon or a 10 K they'll have their, their little sticker on the back that says 26.3 or, or I, I don't read bumper stickers. Whatever it is, 26.6, whatever a marathon is. And then, and then there's. 13.1. Oh, it's 26.2. And then 13.1. And then there's ones that say 0.0. Like that's the sticker I'd probably have on my car. <laughs> yep. That's me. Well, for what it is worth, I think that they met well and they're not the only ones that have mentioned this. Uh, th- this is the third time that someone said that they ran a marathon. <laughs> well, they didn't <laughs> run a mar- They had a playback marathon of top. Room. They gave their ears a marathon. Yeah. So if you like it all, you know, as much as they do, then, uh, you know, all the more power to them if they, if that's how they like to roll. <laughs> Good <Right>. for them. <laughs> right. Yeah. We are honored. If you like the show as much as they do, then maybe, you know, feel free to chime in on iTunes. Tell us what you liked, what you didn't like. And if you have any topics you want to raise in a future episode, let us know there. Give us a rating and review. And that, uh, you know, gives us better exposure. You know, more people discover it. It's more discoverable on the internet. And that's a good thing. So we love to hear more feedback from our listeners. And anytime that they want to chime in, that's great. I'm encouraged. It means a lot to me. Yeah, we really need to find a way to reward people that do leave reviews, um, not in not in like a like a carrot and stick kind of way, but but uh, I know how many times I'm asked to give a review, and I don't. So it's not because I don't I don't enjoy the product or I, I don't I just I just don't do it. You know, it's just like well, I, I mean, I've already got the thing. I'm using it. Do I really have to take the time to write something about it? But it does it does help us. Um, so maybe we can find a way to incentivize people to do that. And, uh, well, the way I see it is that if they need an incentive, the idea is that if they write a review, then we'll continue to make the show. 
We'll just keep making the show. Maybe they need a little bit more incentive than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll think of something. Something tangible. You know, speaking of tangibles, it's neither here nor there, but one of these days, there are some things I wanted to create for Top Brew listeners, like, you know, Top Brew stickers and Top Brew coasters. Yeah, it's something to sit your mug on with like the Top Brew mm, logo. Yeah. You know, we and shirts. Have, yeah, definitely. Why not? But I was thinking about coffee mugs themselves. Sweatbands. Every, everybody loves a good mug. And I think that the the mug on the top row artwork is one of the best I've seen around, but it doesn't exist yet. Like I've gone looking for the quintessential top brew mug where the ceramic of the of the cup is red, the handle is black. And I think I'm gonna have to design that to get to make it a reality and, and get them available. Yeah, I know we've talked about this in a previous show. And when you think about, at least in my mind, I have this idea of what a perfect mug is. I don't know exactly what it looks like, but when I go looking for it, I can never find it. Kind of like the like the perfect shirt, or when, when you go specifically looking for a shirt, you can never find the shirt you're looking for. Even though I re- I didn't really have an exact idea in my mind of what I wanted, I thought when I went to the store, I'd be presented with so many options that something in there would fit that bill. It's the same way with mugs. So yeah, yeah, I think that that might be something you have to you have to set your mind to and do it. Yeah, and, and we'll make the set. We'll we'll make a set of like, and you can buy a pack of one, two, or six. You know, yeah, we'll get Joe a pottery that. wheel, and, and and each one will be handcrafted. Start cracking the whip, Eric. Yes. So, okay. Another thing that we wanted to get to was there was some news concerning Starbucks this week. They came out with their own craft coffee, cold brew coffee. I don't know exactly the make of this. I just so happened to be in the line the other day with my family. The children love their cake pops. So after we went swimming, my wife wanted to get the kids some cake pops. And while we were in the drive-thru, I look over and I see their new poster saying, you know, they got their cold brew coffee made fresh and they serve a whole batch until it's gone. Whatever that means. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the poster and it says made in small batches and served until it's gone. Yeah. I mean that, that can be taken in a very negative way. It's like, I don't care. This is three weeks old, but we still have some. So you're going to get it. It's like, we don't throw it away. It doesn't matter if it's fresh or not. So yeah, I, it is, it is a very awkward campaign, and I'm not quite sure what it says about Starbucks' previous offerings of iced coffee, because no, well, now we, they're introducing Starbucks small batch cold brew coffee, slow, steeped, and super smooth. Is, is that an admission that their iced coffee before wasn't? Oh, you know, sir, that, that's an admission. <laughs> I'm, I'm nodding my head here. Eric can see me. This is a theater for the mind for the rest of you. <laughs> But yeah, I completely agree that their iced coffee has traditionally been either too bitter and strong when it was freshly served or overly diluted and weak when the ice melted in, you know, flash. Yeah. And then you add some cream to it. You could never get the cream just right. It it seems like it was just a big mess. Uh, Even down to the idea that it has a plastic lid and a straw, you know, when you're trying to drink it and when you're, if you're trying to stir it, you really can't stir it well Mm -hmm. to... Uh, maintain some kind of consistency through the entire cup w- with all that ice going on. And it's not going to have the same consistency to the bottom. So I don't understand the packaging. And that's been a, a bummer to me all these years going to Barnes and Noble or, or other bookstores where they were serving cof- uh, Starbucks and, you know, you get an iced coffee and it, it seems like a good idea, but they always disappointed me. I, I, even if I've gone to like a craft coffee house I just, I learned years ago to stay away from the iced coffee. I thought I should be able to enjoy it, but 10 times out of 10, it turned out to be a pretty sorry, consistent experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what 
cold brew is supposed to be the answer to. And it, there right. has been a lot more talk about cold brew this year online and offline where people seem to finally get it now. You know, it's treating it as day. a different thing. It's not, it's not just hot coffee that you've now made cold. It, 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 it's a completely different method of brewing and, and it, and it should be because what you're trying to extract with, with cold brew is different from what you're trying to ex- extract with, uh, I guess what we call hot brew or, or, or typical coffee brewing using, 180, 100, 185 degree water. It is different. And it's going to taste, it's going to taste different if it's done right, because there's nowhere for the flavor to hide in, in cold brew. If you do it properly, if you just take hot coffee and, and make it cold, A, it's going to be watery and B, it's, it's going to taste like hot water that, or hot coffee that you've, that you've made cold because it's, it, it's, it's not going to have the right taste. And I think this is, this is Starbucks again, they're trying to compete with, with these, with these other specialty coffee roasters who are much smaller, who, who could never even, never even hope to compete with, with Starbucks. And, and, and they've got their own audience. They've got their own people. Probably a lot of them are, are listeners to this show. They're committed to like the mom and pop, the, the small batch roasted, those, those kind of uh, lighter roasted coffees. That's just, that's just what they're committed to. For Starbucks to go after those people, I think, is, is, is fairly disingenuous. They have their own people. They have their own, their own converse that, that they've already made to their, their dark roasted side of the spectrum. And and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But now for them to try and and compete with with these other guys, it's the same thing that that, that Budweiser went through when they when they made their American Ale. Hmm. They were they were they were seeing um, micro brews just just getting bigger and bigger each year. The micro brews were never a threat to Anheuser Busch, but they they wanted to to compete on that level and and, and get and get that audience. Well, the, that audience would never drink Budweiser. It just it just wasn't something that they were into. Mm. Now Budweiser, I think, has the right attitude. And and if you see any Budweiser advertising campaigns today, they their 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 keyword is macro roasted or, or not macro roasted. Same difference. Macro brewed, or that, that they're a macro brewery. So now they're highlighting the fact that they are the king of beers. That that they're big. That they're that they're they're not a micro brewery. They're not trying to compete on the on the level with their with their lower level competitors. They don't have to. They're Budweiser. They just have to remind you that they're there and that, and that they're the king of beers and that they're they're a macro brewery. And I think Starbucks just needs to do the same thing. You guys are the top of the coffee heap. I mean, nobody's going to dispute that. So just. Just fly on with that. You don't have to get involved in all this stuff. I, I, I just think it's, it's them with an identity crisis. They're not sure what to do, how to change or, or roll with the times. Right, because they, they look at the critics and what the critics have to say is, is mostly negative. That Starbucks just appeals to mass consumption. More coffee, less you know, quality. And then they want to respond to that and they want to get some good critical reviews out there. So they introduce something like cold brew. But I think part of the problem here is as well, is that the, the reviews that are out there right now, they're pretty harsh on this particular product from Starbucks in the first week. Yeah. And the, the, I think their point being made is that they're not fans of it. it. It reminds them of their iced coffee, but it's strong all the way through and it doesn't taste proper. It doesn't seem like they're getting consistently high quality results. And I think that the problem here is that on a large scale, perhaps they have a problem with quality control from one coffee house to the next. The Starbucks just down the road here, the baristas just may not be preparing the recipe correctly. They they, they may not be able to maintain the consistency throughout all of their coffee shops around the world. Mm -hmm. So if there is any problem that is introduced here, it's that a standard Starbucks barista probably doesn't care as much about the, 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 the end product as someone 
who is a, a craft roaster who also runs his own coffee house. He's serving his own coffee beverages and he made the, the cold brew and he experimented with his own recipes with his tools. Mm-hmm. And he came upon something that he genuinely liked, served it to his customers and found, yes, they liked it too. And from you know getting their feedback, he refined it until he made a masterful coffee. I think you'll get better results like that if you'll just let people do it on an individual basis. It, it's Starbucks responding to a market, a market shift or a, a market tick uptick that that doesn't that, that doesn't affect them when when you're the top of the heap when, when you are the big dog everybody's gonna be taking shots at you that's right. just, that, that's just how it is i don't think they should they should worry about it they should just continue doing what they're doing they were selling plenty of iced coffee without without cold press without without cold brew coffee so i i, I mean they're solving a problem in my mind that 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 never existed mm. okay so in a minute we will move on to the main topic for this episode we're going to talk about coffee and how it affects your health which is surprisingly something we haven't got to out of 25 episodes prior. We haven't talked about how coffee affects your, your energy levels, your, you know, your risk of heart disease and things like that. So we'll get to that in a moment. But first, I want to thank our sponsor of the podcast. We have Thrasher Coffee, who supports this podcast and the website. Thrasher Coffee is the fastest craft roaster from the Deep South, offering a fresh cup of coffee. Their roasters source beans from around the world, taste test new ones from week to week, then mindfully roast flavorful coffees. When you order at thrashercoffee.com, yours is roasted to order and shipped within 24 hours. You will always have the tastiest fresh coffee experience with your morning brew ritual in the home, the office, and beyond. When you set out to try craft roasts online, it can be very daunting. There are so many roasters to choose from, and you don't know what to expect. Thrasher is looking to give you a consistent flavor profile from one bag of whole beans to the next. They currently have four remarkably approachable roasts that come in medium, medium dark, dark, and a specialty blend. When you find the one that you love, you can get it again and again and expect to have the same delicious experience. If you happen to be near your computer, visit thrashercoffee.com to shop. You can have a coffee subscription up and running in about five minutes and never worry again about finding great coffee at a remarkable price. Each true 16-ounce pound of whole bean coffee is $25, shipping included. And Top Brew listeners get 25% off of their purchase with the coupon code TOPBREW at checkout. Thrasher Coffee roasts responsibly harvested beans and supply premium, fresh, small-batch coffee experiences to discerning coffee enthusiasts and at an affordable price. Thank you, Thrasher Coffee, for supporting Top Brew, which is this podcast, and TopBrew.fm, the website. Okay, Eric, so... Coffee and your health. How does this concern you? You're an old man. You're an old timer. You got to be wary about your health these days. You're thinking about your coffee consumption, right? It's the first thing that came to your mind when you, you know, you went to the doctor and he's like, Eric, you're looking older. How much coffee have you been drinking? And you're like six cups of coffee. And he's like, that is helping you, man. You know, wait, I got a mixed message. Are you telling me coffee is good or bad for me? He's like, yes, no, wait, let me check. My latest RSS feed updates. Okay, (laughs) here's one that says the seven great health benefits of coffee. And then he goes to the next one, says the seven great risks of coffee consumption. Over the months, as I've been studying coffee, and we've been talking about this on the podcast, and I've had articles at toprew.fm, every time I go looking for information concerning coffee this week, there is going to be a, a fresh batch of articles saying that coffee is great for your health. You'll have longer life, lessen inflammation, lower risk of heart disease, lower risk of Alzheimer's. I found that a couple of months ago. 
And I couldn't dig up that article. I don't want to waste my time on this stuff anymore because it's getting out of hand where every viewpoint exists. All of them have studies that show, and they used this you know, test on an X number of people. I even talked about this on an article at topbrew.fm where there was some study concerning whether or not it was good or bad for your exercise. So many people were working out at the gym, and they were given a cup of coffee 30 minutes before their workout for a cardio workout. Others were given a placebo. Now, I don't know what a coffee placebo looks like, but they were given a placebo and, and were supposed to believe that they had coffee. Maybe decaffeinated or, or perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but even if they gave them decaffeinated, there's, there's going to be a trace amount of caffeine in there. So it's not, it's not a true... It's not a true placebo, but right. yeah, we cannot I, rely I, don't, on I don't know what that would be, but I, I would assume the placebo had zero caffeine in it for, in order for the study to be effective. And we cannot really rely on these studies because they w- didn't actually say what the placebo was, but let's just assume that it was mostly caffeine free. And the end result was that the people who had the caffeine, who had the coffee 30 minutes beforehand turned out to have a much better exercise. And then but what does that mean? What does that even mean? They were happier. They enjoyed the exercise. More inclined to than the people who drank the placebo. I mean, that's that, that's totally unscientific. I know. Okay, but then you move on. The other uh, bit of unscientific uh, conclusions that were drawn from the same study was that X number of hours later, when these people were served lunch, that the people who had the coffee had less of an appetite. It curbed their appetite, and they didn't have the desire to eat as much from the all-you-can-eat buffet as the people who had had the placebo. They had a, a greater appetite. So then th- that this leads to the studies that show that drinking coffee actually leads to losing weight. I mean, this is getting out of hand. Yeah. Uh, that's, but, that's why I don't look at the internet, Joe. I just roast my coffee and pretend like the world doesn't exist. That's why tw- uh, you're not on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why. It's, it's unhealthy for you. That and I don't know how to tweet. That, uh, hey, we can start a new racket. We can have articles about how the internet is unhealthy for you and other articles that there say how go. it is. The seven benefits of internet usage. Every day. The seven detriments of internet usage. It's good for your cognitive energy. It's bad for your cognitive energy. Everything. It comes back to just what, what we've said numerous times before. It comes back to moderation. You know, if you're, if you're doing anything to the extreme, if, if, you're, if you're overdosing on coffee, so to speak, if, you're, you know, if, if you are... If you are drinking five to six cups a day, um, you may not think it's affecting you, you, but but it is because it's 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 like anything else. The, you know, the more the more that you put into your body, the more that your body gets accustomed to it, and the more that it wants. Uh, it, it, if you if you need that much coffee to operate throughout the day, or I I would argue that you don't need the caffeine. What you have there is is more like an an addiction to smoking. It's not so much that you need the nicotine; it's that you need the physical activity. It's when you get stressed out, you need to go smoke a cigarette. It's 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 just it's your it's your body reacting. Well, this is to this stressful situation. This is what I do when I get stressed out. I go I go light a cigarette and I smoke it. You have this this uh this physical and mental addiction. When you're at your computer, you don't feel like you're really working unless you have a coffee cup attached to your hand. So it's not that you need the caffeine necessarily. It's just that this has become a physically addictive activity. You're also ingesting a bunch of caffeine that you probably don't need. So it's it's a little bit of both. It's a it, it's a physical and a mental addiction. Yeah, I mean, here here's a study that says that it's good for your legs, but not good for your arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! So so just pour it on your legs and and don't let it touch your arms. So the armless man has nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the lesson. If if you want to drink a lot of coffee, cut your arms off. 
Now, another thing that kind of bugs me, or I, I don't know wh- what kind of con- conclusions to draw from this, is that the number one argument I've heard from healthcare professionals that are opposed to coffee is that it depletes your abs- body's absorption of B vitamins, and that may have something to do with you know the large dose of caffeine that comes in every eight ounce cup. And if you, and this is something that my healthcare professionals have told me. They've said if you're going to drink coffee, go decaf. And if you're convinced of their arguments, then there's nothing wrong to it. We're not saying you're stupid. You know, that's a dumb argument. We, we just don't know. Because what I was thinking about, Eric, was that every fitness coach I've ever had told me that the coffee was bad for me and that I should keep it in moderation, like one cup a day or less. Like maybe only drink coffee on weekdays if I have to. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to try out their theory, test it on myself, on my own body. And what I found was when I drank more coffee, yes, I'd get the jitters. I would have a difficulty just doing everyday work if I was writing articles, editing a show, doing some graphic design. You know, I'm a family man. I'm spending time with the children. If I have too much coffee, I get more aggressive and that bugs me. I don't want to be shouting at the kids for no good reason, but it's, it's really harder to do. Like we have to admit that our, what our biology is experiencing is going to uh, uh, produce mood swings. It's just, it just does. Right. Like I, th- th- I was seeing that on some road, ra- road rage yesterday. It's been proven. There are, okay, sorry. There are studies that show, and I have to believe <laughs> these ones that say, you know, that road rage is worse in the summertime. And it's definitely around here. I, I was, I had some, just some strange activity on the roadway yesterday from three completely different drivers that were tail, tailgating me. <laughs> they, but but what, what conclusion is, is drawn from that? Just that as a general rule, but not 100% of the time, there are more people that are going to be experiencing road rage and incur more accidents during a heat wave than there are when, you know, the weather is nice and good outside. See, I, I, I mean, I would say that, that, that the reason for that is there's more people on the road in the summer. School is out. You've got you've got more teenage drivers out there where where they would normally be in school during the day. You've That's just very good possibility. You, you, so, so there's it's it's never possible to isolate one variable. You can't just say okay today what I did is I had two cups of coffee instead of one, and I'm going to see how how this changes my outlook on life and 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 how much stuff I get done today. Well, that you can't you can't trace everything back to that extra cup of coffee or that. Or, or withholding that extra cup of coffee because there's so many other things that you do throughout the day that I mean we're not we're not machines we're not we're not robots and we can't just say you know variable X take that out for today and see how and and see how you go because it just it doesn't we're we're emotional beings we're driven by all sorts of of different factors throughout the day that that we can't we can't say well I had that yesterday or I didn't have this today that you can't account for those things you can't account for the fact that that you had to that you had to drive to the store and that, that made you anxious because there were more people on the road. It, it got you a little bit agitated because there's slow people in front of you or there's, or there's fast people trying to, trying to tailgate you from behind. The, all those things add up. And then to draw this line and say, well, he had one cup of coffee today and he had a better day. What does that even mean? H- how do you define that scientifically? It's, it, it, it's all, it's all kind of like conjecture. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it is conjecture. It's, it, it, it's, it's interesting to read and, and it's okay. That, I guess sort of makes sense, but, but you can't isolate just that one thing and say, well, that's, that's the difference. And this was an article I found today that says the new study reports that coffee may be neither good nor bad for your health. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Conclusive study there. 
Yeah, but it actually makes the most sense. Uh, here, here's what it said. The debates go back and forth in such a convincing way that health-conscious coffee drinkers are left wondering what to do. A new study from the University of Copenhagen is the first that has used genes to investigate the impact of coffee on the body. The researchers based their study on genes and how genes play a role in how much coffee we drink. Uh, jumping down the article here, it said, we can now see that the coffee genes are surprisingly not associated with the risk of developing type 2 diabetes or obesity. Uh, this suggests that drinking coffee neither causes nor protects against these lifestyle diseases. There, and, there's always going to be outliers. There's always going to be the, the the 105-year-old lady who, who, who smokes five cigarettes a day and drinks coffee. And we're going to blame her health problems on the coffee, not on the smoking. Right. But, but the fact of the matter is she's 105. You know, her body metabolizes <laughs> coffee differently than, 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 than other people's do. Nobody is exactly the same in their, in their physical makeup. One of the guys that, 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 that work with us is very sensitive to caffeine. We do, we do coffee tastings, and I always have to do coffee tastings in the morning because he, he can't drink coffee after 2 o'clock or it keeps him up all night long. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even comprehend that. I, I drink a cup of coffee and go right to sleep. But for him, it, it, his body is very sensitive to it, and so we have to we have to take that into account. But my my body's not. I don't know if that's b- because I've, I've well. You got to look at how much sleep you're actually getting every night. Like when did he go to bed and when did he get up? Because if I'm going to bed at ten thirty and I get up at seven thirty, then I am well rested. And if I have so much as three cups of coffee a day, that third cup a uh, cup of coffee is going to keep me awake at night. When I get into the bed at ten thirty, I'm not going to be able to sleep, and then I'm going to be tossing and turning, and I'm going to blame it on the caffeine. Yeah, but I should also blame it on the fact that I was well re- rested. Or blame it on the fact that you have a lot of things going on in your life and, and you're kept awake by those things. Oh, and that has to happen to a lot of people. Maybe yes, the caffeine is stimulating your mind to to think about those things, but those things are also keeping you awake. It's not just the coffee. It's 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 a it's an assortment of things. So so what I was saying earlier about how it's affected my exercise is that I, I experimented on myself. I found that with the more coffee I drank, the more aggressive I just felt and and how I thought my mindset was just tweaked. And that I would be I'd experience shortness of breath while trying to, to do an exercise effectively. And that, that can be a problem just you know, to, to muscle through it. If no one wants to make it more difficult to pull off a decent you know, 280 calorie burn exercise. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and depending on what you hear you know, from the sources, they say you know, when you're using like a, a smartwatch or something to tell you how many calories you burned in an exercise and it says you only burned 280, it's actually more like 1,000. Again, it's like, wait, who am I supposed to believe right. anymore? Right. And, but what I found was just if, if thinking through how much rest I had, what I was eating every day, whether I was dehydrated or not, and how much coffee I had, it had taken in, I found that I can draw no conclusive evidence that points to the idea that coffee or no coffee affects my exercise quality. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done it all, people. I've tried it where I had coffee in the car right before I walked into the gym. And then my coach said, I did great that day. And then other days that I had coffee and it was hard, you know, like it just changes because there are way too many variables. Right. Yeah. There. And I I think also another part of the problem in this day and age is that we do have information overload. We have access to so many variables, to so much information. And immediately, like you were talking about your watch, they're now working on on little chips or these little, almost like a Fitbit that you would keep on you, and it's it, and it's like a dashboard for your body. It keeps track of everything, 
from the food you eat to the to the calories that you're that you're burning to you know how's your how's your B12 level how's I mean it it would it keeps track of of everything that's nuts now we're looking at ourselves as machines and we just like do 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 and we have to oh my my uh kind of like a diabetic with their insulin well we would be doing that with every single level we have oh my my uh, my omega three levels low. I need to I need to I need to inject a little bit of omega three. Get myself back to get my body back to the proper state. Where I mean that's it's insane. You know we're 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 not made that way. We're made that we're supposed to be working, doing things like that, but but not constantly being monitoring monitoring ourselves like like some sort of operating system. I completely agree. It, it's, it's forming bad habits of how we should process the information that concerns our own body makeup. Yeah. There, we are you, not computers. You can get to a point where you have too much information and it all starts to conflict. Yes. It very if, much does. If you think it, it's all one, one, if everybody is right, whole, if every, if all of these reports are right, then nobody is right. Exactly. Every, every report and every, and every bit of, of information is, is done by a person who has an agenda. They try to be neutral, but, but they, but they do expect a certain result from their, from their experiment. And when they find said result or they don't find said result, then that's how it gets reported. That's how, that's how it gets, it gets displayed, but it's never that easy. So the conclusions we're drawing are, Go out and drink some coffee, people, or don't drink coffee. Do whatever you want. Just do what you want to do, man. Just, you know, be, you know, do what you want to do. Whatever makes you happy. I have a friend who doesn't drink any coffee because he's convinced that it has always affected him negatively. And I'm not going to make him drink coffee. I'm not going to serve him coffee when he visits my house. I would still, I would still sell coffee to him, even though he doesn't drink it. Yeah, if he wants to buy the if coffee, he wants to buy some. Sure, I'd be, I'd be more than happy to sell him some. He could, he could, like, he, he could sit in his house and like show it to people and stuff. I know his wife drinks coffee. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. convinced that he's wrong. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it is. When it comes right down to it, it's a, it's a personal decision. You know best how your body reacts. Even your doctor doesn't know best because he sees you, what, maybe once a year, maybe once every six months. He's, he's taking these readings levels and, and, and saying that this is. You know, you're a little high in this area. What are you doing differently? Um, or, or nothing that I can think of. All things in moderation. Just to, you know, try to enjoy life. <laughs> it's all about the journey. <laughs> it is all about the journey. And, and it's, it's all about not getting freaked out about any one thing. There's probably a combination of things that, that you need to look at rather than just the one thing. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode, Eric. I think that we've definitely uncovered those difficult waters I want to thank you for listening to episode 26. You can find the show notes at topbrew.fm slash podcast slash 26. And you'll find links to various articles that we were referencing. If you want to learn more about, you know, how coffee is good and bad for you and neither, then you can find those links in the show notes. I also want to say that if you want to find us online, you can find us on Twitter. We are Top Brew FM on Twitter. If you want to reach out to me specifically, I'm underscore Joe Darnell. I want to thank you again for listening and for our sponsor for supporting us all the time thrasher coffee they are wonderful so go check them out i know you're going to love their craft roasts there are four of them you should try them all collect them all save them all savor them all then get your 25 percent off with the coupon code TopRoo at checkout until next time you've been listening to the top Roo podcast bye-bye